Hi, I'm Eric. Hi, I'm Ali. And you're listening, and you're listening to, to the E the and E podcast. podcast. All right, so today we're going to switch things up a little bit. Um, so, and we're going to answer some questions that came in. Um, so essentially what we're doing is an Ask Ye style episode where like callers like, you know, back in the day on radio stations, callers used to call in and, you know, ask the radio hosts for advice on particular situations, whatever, that kind of thing. Um, so we posted on our social media, had people write in their questions, um, and we're going to read out a few chosen ones today. Um, so I guess we can just get right to it. Yes. Question number one is like a doubler like there's a two-part question um so the way that i understand this question is what's your biggest red flag and do you think that your red flag affects how many red flags that you'll overlook with your partner so like personally do you know what your own red flag is that you might show off to other people and do you feel that like you having that red flag or those red flags allow for you to overlook certain things in your other partner yeah or how many you'll overlook for them i guess one of mine might be that i'm not as social i guess um so like let's say if my partner worked in some kind of job where they were always having to go to like business dinners or whatever, I probably would not be the person to show up for those. Like I could never be like the type of person who's like, I don't know, like always at a country club or you know what I mean? Like doing that kind of thing. And if somebody else needed that or like liked the idea of that, um, I would not. That would be a red flag for them. Um, I'm also, like, not really big in, into, like, PDA, I guess. Like, I don't really like to, like, walk down the street holding hands or, like, I don't know, things like that. And so if that's important to a person, they may view that as a red flag within me. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, things that... I'm willing to overlook in other people. I don't know. I think. So then, okay, well, maybe not overlook, but what's maybe a red flag in somebody else that you like are just completely turned off to? Um, For me personally, I honesty is like number one for me. Like, I don't like people who are like, too agreeable. Like if they, if I say something, they just want to agree with me because they want, we don't need to like them yeah like i don't know why but that really rubs me the wrong way um and i like instantly like you know there there was like somebody that i was talking to and the minute i realized that he was like constantly like changing his opinion to fit mine or like you know what i mean i was just like done i was like no because i think it's just it's a red flag to me because i feel like i i personally i'm not going to change I'm not going to change what I think about anything for anyone. And I would like somebody who's able to stand in their truth in that way as well. 
And then also, I just feel like over time, if somebody's like constantly making themselves smaller for you, it's just going to like breed resentment. And like, they're just going to end up not liking you in the end. No, I, I, yeah, I can see that. Like nobody wants a yes man around. I think that's why like a lot of times, like the people that I consider my closest friends, we've had some form of disagreement because my friends, the people I keep in my circle, I feel are very honest with me. Um, even when they feel like I'm doing wrong or they feel like I'm the one who was wrong in this situation, they're not afraid to tell me that. And I think that's very important because you can't grow as a person unless you know. And like, not only that, it's just like, have a fucking personality. Bruh, for real. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to say it, but. Um, for me, I think that my specific red flag that I give off, I feel like I, there's a few. I feel like I'm very self-aware. Um, For me, I think that a red flag for other people is that I tend to be very, um, I tend to be very, like, overly organized in situations because it allows for me to have, like, control in the situation. So that way, if anything goes wrong, like, I can try to avoid those things, but it can come off as a bit controlling. Um, So, like, if it comes to, like, planning a party or planning an event, I tend to be very much, like, I don't want your help. This is how it's going to go. If we're, like, traveling together, I tend to be very anal retentive of, like, okay, where are our tickets at? Have we checked in? Have we done this? Have we done that? And not a lot of people know how to take that sometimes um, because it can come off as, like, being very nagging and controlling of a situation. But, like... Just my anxiety does not allow for me to not have things planned. Um, I remember the first time me and my husband traveled together. <laughs> it was not a fun experience for him at all. <laughs> like, seeing how anxious I get at the airport. And, like, so I would feel like that's one of my red flags. And also, I tend to be very quick to anger and frustration. <laughs> now, I've learned how to control my anger, so it's not, like, a crazy, crazy situation. But... I think how fast I can get mad is a red flag to people because it's just like, why are you so quick to anger? Um, so I think those are my two red flags for sure. Those are my biggest ones, I think, that like I can off the top of my head, I'm like, those are two things that people will notice about me. Now, when it comes to overlooking red flags, I mean, there are little things I might overlook. Like, if you're messy, that's fine. I can overlook that because I'm not. So I feel like we'll balance each other out in that way. Um, but there are certain red flags that I won't overlook. Like if you're really rude to wait staff, if you don't tip well, mm. I won't overlook stuff like that. You just have to understand. I don't think that my red flags affect how I overlook other people's red flags, basically. Yeah. To, answer the, to answer the question, I don't think that, like, the fact that I'm super anal or can be very angry at times is the reason I overlook certain red flags in other people. I just judge off of what is it that I'm okay with and what is it that I'm not okay with, which kind of goes back to our first question of, like, know what you're comfortable with yeah. and what's comfortable to you and, like, don't just overlook things because you think the per also like i don't feel like people are pros and cons like i don't think you can make a pros and cons list about people yeah like you have to like if there is something you're just not comfortable with dealing with then like don't deal with it don't deal with it yeah So 
So the next question we have is, how do you deal with becoming someone your parents did not expect? Um, This is something I have a lot of experience with, I guess. Um, I'm definitely nothing that my parents expected. Um, And I think you just do it. I think you just kind of learn at the end of the day that your life is yours and you are living for yourself. You are the person that has to inhabit your skin. Um, no one else is going to want the things you want as much as you. No one else is going to understand what it is that you want out of your life as much as you. So you really have to look inward versus outward um, when it comes to how you want your life to be. Um, And I'm not saying that you can't take your parents' advice or you can't, you know, consider... um, you know, what they have to say. But at the end of the day, ultimately, your life is yours to live. And it's literally physically impossible for someone to understand what it is to be in your skin. So make sure that you make your decisions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. I would even, I would counter the question with, does anyone really turn out how their parents expect <laughs> Some people do, though. Some people literally do what their parents want. I guess that's true. That, like, I know some people who, like, have molded their lives to kind of, like, be, like, what their parents expected of them. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, they got the job their parents expected. They married the person their parents expected. Whatever. Um, that seems exhausting. Yeah, I... I Clearly, I didn't do that, couldn't do that. But um. I, I will say this, though. I understand the struggle because for the whole first part of my life, I feel like I did do a lot of, like, this is what my mom expects for me to be and this is how they expect for me to conduct myself and how to act. Like, I always said how, like, even, like, expressing my femininity around my family was always a a struggle for me because I didn't think that that was who they expected of me. Um, I even, like, the fact of, like, going straight to college from high school, like, I always said that if it was up to me, I would have taken, like, a year off, traveled, and actually figured out what it was that I wanted to do before going to school. Um, And at some point, I did have to recognize to myself that, like, trying to put on this presentation of who I thought my mom wanted me to be was exhausting and it wasn't healthy for me and it wasn't making me happy. Like I wasn't living a happy life that like I wanted to live and I was scared to make certain decisions and do certain things because I didn't want to disappoint them. Um, Whereas now I live in a world of like, which not to judge parenting because I'm not a parent, so I don't know how hard it is, but I feel like a good parent will always support you even if you deviate from what they expect of you, you know? And I think my mom has done a great job of like recognizing that who she may have planned for me to be is not who I currently am, but she still supports me in every way possible. And I recognize that not everyone's dynamic is that easy and not everyone is as blessed to like be able to do those things. Um, But I think at some point you do, like, as you said, you have to look inward and just recognize for yourself like, what's best for you because at the end of the day your parents unfortunately pass away and then what do you do then like if you're still living how who else do you live for is do you wait till then for you to start living a life for yourself like that's yeah yeah you you have to understand that like 
you're the one who has to live in this truth and you have to live this life and you don't want to miss out on experiences and, and your happiness just because you're living for somebody else. So our next question is, how do you tend to handle or manage your anger? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I'll let you answer in length, but like, in general, I feel like I should probably get angrier than I should, than I do, sorry. Um, I think that there are many instances where I, I kind of just like, I don't know, like a lot of times I see where people are coming from, so I'm not a pushover by any means, but I think a lot of times I'm like, oh, this person is taking this certain frustration that they have in their life out on me or whatever. And so I don't get angry. And one thing I've kind of like been trying to be better at is just just because you can see where somebody's behavior is coming from doesn't mean that like it's excusable or that they should feel that they can treat you that way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they need to see that you are angry. Uh, Even if I'm not actually angry, because I kind of don't care. But I think people should not be able to just walk around treating you how they want to treat you. You know what I mean? So sometimes you may want to, like, get a little angry, like, show them that, like, hey, that's not cool, you know? Um, So that's something I could get better at, I think. I think for me it's always just been knowing your triggers and knowing yourself. That can take some time. That can take therapy. That can take counseling. Um, I know that it was something that I had to work for. I used to get very angry very quickly and my actions were very emotionally driven versus logically driven. (laughs) So I didn't always make the best decisions. Um, but I've gotten really good at knowing that like, Hey, this is starting to become too much for me and I'm starting to get angry. Um, and I know how I'm capable of acting out of anger. So I tend to just withdraw myself from certain situations. So like if me and you are personally having an argument and I start recognizing that I'm getting too heated and it can get very, it can turn left real quickly. I'll easily be like, you know what? You know, I just need, I need a moment to myself to like just relax and chill and like, I like walk away from it. Um, If it's something that like pisses me off instantly and we're not in the middle of an argument, like if, for instance, my husband does something that pisses me off and I'm angry, I'll just shut down for a second and be like, you know what, I don't, we won't talk. I'll give it a few minutes, give it like even an hour if we have to, and then come back and be like, hey, like this is what bothered me. So I think you have to understand your triggers, understand what is it that's going to actually like set you off and how your behaviors are, and then be able to express how you feel um, when you're ready. So even if it is telling somebody like, you know what, this is just not the best situation for me. I need to like cool down, um, take that breather, and then come back and be able to be like, look, this is why I was upset. Um, But yeah, that's how I tend to handle that. I also think there's something um, to be said for not letting things fester too, because (laughs) Um, the times I have gotten angry, I think I like sat on a situation or I allowed somebody to treat me a certain way for a very, very, very long time without getting angry. And then like one day it just kind of like came to a head and I exploded. Um, so kind of getting ahead of situations like that, communicating your feelings or like what is, um, bothering you just like 
from the jump versus like keeping it inside um so you don't like kind of like abrupt like a volcano later yeah communication is if you take anything away from any of advice we've given today communication is very important um the next question is how do you give constructive feedback to a friend slash family member who is quick to be defensive huh okay so i'm guilty of this i can get very defensive but what i will say is i think you should say it anyway because as a person who gets defensive, I usually get defensive in that moment, but what you have said will stick with me and I'll think about it more, like more. And then usually I'll come back to you at a later date and be like, you know what, you did say that and it's made me think more. So I don't know, I, I, I guess it also just depends on your relationship with the person. But for me, I think that, like, it's almost like a reflex sometimes to get defensive. Like, somebody says something, you're just like, what? Like, you know, and then, but for me, I've usually, like, thought on it, thought about what they've said, and then gone back to the person being like, oh, no, you're right. Or been like, I get what you're saying. However, I disagree because of this, that, and the third, you know? Um, So I think, like, I guess it all depends on your relationship with the person, but I think you should still, if it truly is constructive, you should still give the person that feedback. Um, Because at the end of the day, you know what I mean? You you have no ill intentions. You're trying to um, look out for them. And hopefully, if they know you well enough, they know that and they understand it, which sounds like they do because they're a friend or a family member. Yeah, and I was like... I remember we, so we had a a feedback conversation at work, actually, (laughs) not too long, like, well, a month or so ago, and I was trying to find it, I can't find it, but I remember my manager talking about, like, there's different ways, like, there's different levels of, like, reacting to feedback, and um, one of the most common is to fall under, but, like, defense, basically. Um, to be defensive or to explain why your actions were the way you were. So, like, if you tell me, like, hey, this is my feedback to you, and I'm like, oh, well, this is why I did that. And Like, that tends to be people's normal reaction is to defend themselves. I guess it would be dependent on, like, how they explain themselves. So, like, if you tell me, like, hey, my feedback to you is that you're late, if I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry, I was late because, you know, this happened at, at, uh, on the traffic or, you know, this is what happened like this morning before, I, you know, when I got out of bed, um, then that's one thing. But if you're like, hey, you were late in my defense is, okay, well, like I'm here now, like, let's go and do like, those are two different ways of defensive. And I think you have to know what those are first. But I will say when it comes to friends and family, I tend to have a hard time giving friends and family feedback in general whether it be the whether i know the person will receive the feedback well or if i think the person will be defensive i tend to struggle with it because i never want to cause conflict if it's not necessary i'm definitely the kind of person that like in my big age i have recognized that sometimes the issue is just not worth it and it's funny because my husband notices this about me but he also notices 
how things bother me. So like that's what I was gonna say. I was like, do you not find though that it just it comes out in other ways? So like, for instance, if so, let's like use me and you as an example. Like if you were doing something that was bothering me or something that I felt like I could maybe tell you about. I probably, if if I felt it was going to cause conflict, then I wouldn't yeah. say it because I just don't feel like, especially if, okay, well, hold on. Let me explain this better. If what you're doing isn't affecting me enough for me to feel like the conflict is worth it, then I'm not going to yeah. say it. As long as you don't let it build up and fester, though, because I just feel like, those things come out in other ways though like you start you start being a little snootier to the person yeah like you start so i feel like it's like almost dangerous you know i don't know so like i think one of the biggest things for me is family dynamic so like i notice that like person a and person b are like having some kind of conflict um and i feel like you know there's something that i could say to be like hey maybe you shouldn't act like this you know i don't involve myself in those kind of conflicts and dramas i'm just like look this isn't necessary but it will bother me that like this conflict is taking place and my husband will very much be like well if it bothers you why don't you say something or why don't you have a conversation with them and whether i think the person will receive the feedback well or not i just i'm like you know what the conflict is just not worth it you know i need to protect my peace and it's just not necessary for me to jump in it and i think that's where like so yeah i do have a hard time with it so to be honest with you i couldn't even tell you how i give constructive feedback to friends or family um because i very rarely do it i have noticed in the times that i have done it it's been a point to where like i'm at my breaking point with it like yeah and in my in my defense the times that i have done it it has caused a rift or a conflict within that friendship or a relationship and they don't even exist anymore so i will say (laughs) i haven't had the best track record with it however in hindsight i am now at a place where i'm just like that person was not providing much to my life because I feel a lot happier now. I feel like I don't have to deal with that drama. So sometimes giving the feedback to people, even if they are defensive and they decide that they just want to part ways with you, you'll probably notice that that was for the best. Exactly. So the last one that I have is... How do you deal with or handle making mistakes or knowing that you fucked up in a situation? Um, It was presented to me in the way of like both in relationships and friendships and like a person or professional work environment. So like if you know you messed up and you maybe upset somebody or fucked up the relationship as a whole, how do you handle that or how do you deal with that? Um, And then we can also talk about like if you make a mistake at work, how do you handle with being knowing that you messed up uh in relationships uh i mean you'll have to let me know about this but i feel like i'm i just pretty much own up to whatever it is i did or and i think like depending on like the closeness of your relationship 
with the person, you'll probably sense that you like crossed a line or that, you know, the energy has shifted or like something. And you'll probably be able to understand like, oh, I impacted this person this way. And I mean, let me know. But I feel like I'm pretty good about being like, oh, shit, I said that and that wasn't right. And I'm sorry that that happened. So I feel like if you do that, you know, you do make a mistake in terms of, like, you say something that maybe crossed the line or you, I don't know, dismissed someone's, like, feelings about something. I feel like the best way is to just, like, own up to it and be like, hey, I'm really sorry. This is something I'm working on. Um, Definitely, like, let me know if it happens again and, like, just try to, like, be better about it moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it can be really hard, I think. Um, I know where I've struggled before in like messing up in relationships or like friendships is like I tend to get really down on myself sometimes like not too like okay so like let's say I did something that upset you and I know I messed up I'm not gonna sit there and tell you like oh my god I'm like a horrible person blah 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 but like internally those are the thoughts I'm having like oh I really messed up which is like allowed for me to deal with a lot of really shitty things from people because I tend to be like Mm -hmm. I get so down on myself that I start excusing anything that they do because I'm like oh I messed up which is not healthy at all like you shouldn't it's not a tit for tat type of situation it can't be like oh I messed up here so I'm gonna allow for them to mess up here like later on um also like I feel like who's keeping score like that I think so, you know, I think the best way to handle when you've messed up is to recognize that, like, okay, you fucked up. Everyone makes mistakes. Also, making mistakes is not bad. Yeah, I think that's, like, the the best way to describe it is, like, you need to make mistakes to grow as a person, whether it be professionally or interpersonal. Um so like if I do something wrong with you, I mean, I feel like me and you, our friendship is a great example of what we're trying to talk about. There have been many a times that you've told me like, Hey, this is not, this is not it, sis. Like this is the situation. And I think I've done, I mean, personally, I feel like I've done a good job being like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And being more cognizant of it going forward. Um, I think that's a situation where like in relationship, and maybe I'm wrong about this. Cause but, like, I feel like in this, in, in, in friendships and relationships that matter to you, if your friend tells you, like, hey, this happened, and even if you don't agree with it, or you feel like your intention behind what you did was not what they received, it's important to understand that, like, it's not about what your intentions were at that time. It's about yeah. how you made that person feel. So even if, like, you tell me, like, hey, Eric, you said this and it bothered me, it's not on me to be, like, oh, well, it was just a joke or, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I should just receive the fact that, like, hey, I understand that this bothered you. I didn't mean to upset you, and I apologize for that. And, you know, going forward, I'll be more cognizant of, like, making those kind of jokes or making that kind of comment because, you know, I I don't want to bother you. And that's – and I think that's important is recognizing what you've done wrong, owning up to what you've done wrong, and then making actual, like, steps and changes yeah Yeah, moving forward because it's one thing to say sorry but it's another thing to actually be sorry yeah people can say anything (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) which is true like and i think that even goes 
we're in like a relationship. Like if your significant other is constantly apologizing for the same thing, but it's still happening, they are not sorry. And I think that's important to to recognize. So don't be the person. And also like, you know, everybody can be like, I love you. Listen, (laughs) love is a doing word. It's a doing word. It's an action. And if your actions are not telling me that you love me, then you don't love me. Anyone can just say it, huh? It's a verb. It's what you Yes. Yeah, I think that's it. I think we got it. You know, I think... uh, Thank you, dear listeners. That was so much fun. We should do it again next season. Yeah, we should do it again. I really enjoyed answering all of your questions. It was such a blast. Thank you so much for everyone who participated. I love the range of topics we covered. We We went from, like, sex work and then pivoted to, like... A bunch of other stuff so <laughs> not you forgetting <laughs> i was gonna like list out what we did, but i was just like nah dude, we've been talking so long that like pontificate fine. Yeah. well thank you so much for listening guys and this was actually our season finale yes so, so we'll see you for season three we will see you for season bye. three bye